Hi TJs, it's your editor John here. We're coming to the end of June and all through this month has been a celebration of pride, of LGBTQ plus people and issues and things like that. So recently I spoke to Joanne Lockwood. She's founder and CEO of Sea Change Happen, a diversity, inclusion and belonging practice with a specialism in providing transgender awareness and support to organisations and businesses. So I talked to Joe about the challenges that trans people face in business still, how L&D departments can help educate people and lead on removing discrimination and whether she's positive for the future. It was a great conversation and a very important one uh, whether it's Pride Month or not but it seems like a good time to publish this interview so hope you enjoy it. First of all tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah hi John Uh, thanks for inviting me on so a bit about myself I'm in my mid-50s I identify as, as trans female I transitioned myself uh, around early 2017, I previously ran an IT company for most of my life, 25 odd years. And uh, end of 2016, early 2017, I sold up and reinvented not only my personal life, but also my career. So I now uh, describe myself as an inclusion blogging specialist. I work with companies throughout the UK, Europe and elsewhere uh, to further you know, employee engagement, candidate experience, uh, so I work with HR teams, talent acquisition teams and learning development teams to uh, create advice where people can thrive. I guess it's something, diversity and inclusion generally is something that people and LBG, LBGTQ plus issues is something which people have just become generally more aware of and understanding of in the last probably a lot, I'd say, in the last 12 months. But what are the challenges that, for, for you, what you're seeing, what are the challenges that trans people face in business at the moment? I think a lot of the challenges come from the attitudes towards trans people we see often in the media, uh, social media, print media, uh, TV, radio. There's a lot of, uh, what I would call it, trans people seem to be under attack from a lot of a lot of quarters. And I appreciate that sometimes often the vocal minority, but the vocal minorities still play a huge part in that in that ongoing debate about the validity of trans people and their existence, and uh, whether we're erasing uh, non-trans people's rights, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that underlying narrative in society has a knock-on effect in business. So it's still propagating a lot of the old tropes, a lot of the old myths that trans people are kind of harder to harder to employ. We suffer from more mental health concerns, higher risk of suicide, family breakdowns, et cetera, et cetera. Often because we are, yeah, we're going through lots of mental health concerns because of the because of the societal pressure to try and conform to this gender binary. And we've stepped outside of that gender binary or, or we refuse to be herded into that social construct agenda that everybody else conforms to. And that, that does put often pictures as, as us as outliers. So in the workplace, we're, we're kind of misunderstood. Most organisations are still playing catch-up. Most organisations still probably don't have great, transition at work policies, trans inclusion policies. Um, most organisations who provide healthcare don't necessarily have the right a level of, of healthcare support for trans people. Uh, there's very little recognition in many workplaces for people who are non-binary, those who sit outside of the gender binary. We see issues where mental health concerns with trans people aren't maybe taken seriously. And we also see where maybe family members who are have a trans person in their unit, family unit, also don't have the support 
from their employer as well. So there are, there are lots of challenges. And you know, just getting pronouns right, just getting your name right, is on the tip of the iceberg. There's a whole lot of depth there uh, around acceptance and embracing trans people in your workforce. What can L&D, let's sort of try and tie this to what learning and development can do, I think. What can L&D departments do to help educate staff on uh, discrimination and inclusion? Well, I'd like to think that most organizations today are at least thinking about employee well-being. Um, if you think about you know, the last 18 months, two years, there's been a huge um, focus on employee well-being, being person-centric, understanding the needs of people who are working remotely, working under more pressure, working with PPE. We also then have the Black Lives Matter for the tragic murder of George Floyd. So all of these things bought welfare, Black Lives Matter. We've had a lot of rise of uh, the Sarah Everard murder where we talked about you know, violence against women and girls. There's been, so there's been a heightened awareness in organisations around lots of issues in the DNI space. And obviously, yeah, obviously constant uh, reminders of, of disability inclusion. And all I really want is, is, is trans awareness and trans inclusion to be to receive equal and fair footing amongst all those other initiatives so that there are lived experience talks. There is awareness within organisations. There is signposting. There are allies programmes geared up around trans people, not just LGB people in organisations. So as an organisation, what sort of things can you do to become uh, trans positive overall? Um, well, I think, first of all, is, is take the first step on the journey. Uh, think about policies, processes, think about mental health support, think about running awareness campaigns. Uh, as a corporate, you can become a corporate ally. So uh, making sure that you, you have a public statement that you're pro-trans, you're, not, you're, you're going to call out transphobic attitudes within the organization. Uh, will you stand up against customers and clients who have transphobic uh, messages they're putting out? Uh, are you willing to make that stand? Know, know, know what your organization yeah, what do you stand for? Are you pro-trans? Are you anti-trans? Or are you on the fence? So I think organisations really need, really need to make sure that they are walking the talk here. So as I say, things like pronouns, signposting that you are trans-inclusive are very powerful, not just for your internal staff, but also your customers and stakeholders, and also making sure that people know that you are um, a safe port in that storm. Much like a cafe could put a pride flag up in the window, LGBT establishments, but... Uh, hold flags on flagpoles outside their pubs. Again, by signposting that you are a trans-positive organisation means that there's psychological safety. I and other people know that it's a safe place to go. Putting pronouns on LinkedIn profiles, email signatures, again, I will then know that you're a trans-positive or at least thought about it enough to, I can trust you to be inclusive. So I've got one last question. How are you feeling about the next few months or years do, do you do you think we're going in the right direction i think we do but but as as a trans woman what do you what's your perspective on it all joe i think there's still a lot of negative press going on i don't think that's that's tailing off uh there's a trans critical um lobby groups who are trying there with lots of vigor to um if, if it to roll back the Equality Act, roll back the Gender Recognition Act, and create more and more barriers for trans people in society. So I think that is a significant concern. I think if we look at the total jobs YouGov survey recently, it shows that more people, more trans people are afraid now to be open at work than they were five years ago. So the stats and the evidence 
doesn't back up that we're becoming a more trans-positive society and organizations. Yes, there are, there are great organizations doing great work, but we still have got to make sure that all organizations, whether that's large corporates, medium businesses, or small enterprises, we've got to really got to look at making sure that workplaces of all sizes are safe for trans people. And I still see small organizations still discriminating in the recruitment process, making putting barriers in place around identity checks, uh, privacy, confidentiality. So there's still a lot of work to do. Yeah, agreed. Well, Joe, thanks ever so much um, for your time talking to the TJ podcast today and speak to you very soon. Thank you very much. That was great. Thank you.